You are listening to the Style Hour as part of the Life Listened Network. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode three of the Style Hour. I'm Megan Francis, and I'm here as always with Shana Dragellis. Hey, Shana. Hi, Megan. Who are you? I'm great. Well, actually, no, I take that back. I'm really grumpy, and it has a little bit to do with style, so bear with me here. Oh, good. It's like, <laughs> um, it was really warm here for like a week and a half, and I didn't put away all of my cold clothes because I know better than that. I've lived in Michigan almost my whole life. But I sort of forgot about them, you know, like mentally I'd moved on. Uh-oh. And I woke up today and it was 34 degrees. <laughs> so now I had to like go back in time, style, you know, stylishly. I had to go back like a month and it's making me very grumpy. That That's awful. I was complaining <laughs> to my sister that it was only like, I don't know, it was like 65 out here. And okay, uh, well, that's, I mean, that's not the best, but it's not. I know. It's not she was like, what I'm dealing with. Hmm. She's like, Shana, it's snowing. Oh my gosh. She's in Michigan. Michigan. Yeah. (laughs) And she's way up north, right? Way up north. Yes. Yeah, Marquette. So, well, I'm wearing, and I just decided that until it gets warm again, I'm just going to wear the same clothes every day because I honestly, like, emotionally, I can't think about putting together a new winter ish esque outfit every day. So I'm wearing my black leggings today, and I'll wear them every day if I have to until it gets warm in protest. You can only unpack so many things. Right. And I can only think about so many seasons at the same time. It's just not fair. It's not fair. That is awful. That is awful. (sighs) So today we're going to be talking about something interesting, I think. We both think. Um, And this has has more to do personally with Shana's blog than mine. But but I think it's something that we can all relate to in a certain way. And, and so Shana, you can kind of lead this topic in, but basically the gist is we've been, she's been getting a lot of reader comments on her style having changed over the years um, and people feeling like they can't keep up or maybe there's not a place for them on the mom edit anymore because they don't identify strongly with your sense of style anymore. Would you say that that's a pretty accurate summary? Yes. Yes. This is a, this is a frequent comment that has come up and it actually, it's funny. It started, um, I started noticing these comments most in February because I wore on the blog this, this harness. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> do you know what that, that is? Well, it sounds like something very pervy, but I'm going to let you say what it actually is. It sounds like so, something you'd find in one of those adults only stores. No, but for, well, I mean, I found it at free people. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, free people was selling me these harnesses and, you know, I don't know, maybe they're like a little 50 shades inspired, but they, you know, you just sort of like put them on over your shoulders and they almost look like a cross between a belt and suspenders. I was going to say suspenders sounds about right. Yeah. Is what I yeah. kind of had in mind. Okay. And so I'm I wore it on the blog. Oh gosh. Sorry. That's me forgetting to turn off my cell phone. Um, so I wore this thing on the blog with like a black t-shirt and flare jeans. And I remember before I shot it looking in the mirror and thinking, gosh, do I look too like, like Wall Street? Like I almost thought like, you know, with like the trouser jeans and the suspender looking thing. And I thought, oh, you know, but I liked it. So whatever. So we shot it and I threw it on the blog and it was like all hell broke loose. I had like committed some sort of like fatal error here and people just went nuts. It was like, your style has changed and this is crazy and, you know, all. And so you, it's always interesting to me to see sort of like, where people are coming from and what they think is, is, um, getting too extreme. 
you know, because to me, this, this harness, um, where I was at that point in time, like the harness seemed really innocuous. So, so the comments started there and I found that with the blog, and I don't know if you've noticed this too, but it's like once one person says something, then it's like, there's like this waterfall effect. Yes. (laughs) So, so since February, you know, I, you know, every, every month, certainly I get, you know, a number of comments about how I've, I've changed, how my style has changed. So it's been interesting. Well, first of all, just an aside, if you Google harnesses style, you will absolutely not find what she's talking about. So don't bother. Maybe you go to the stylehour.com and look for the show notes for episode three. And we will have a link to what she's talking about. Um, don't confuse yourself because this is not, this is just not it. Um, secondly, you know, I think one thing that, that people sometimes forget or just isn't on their radar is that there's a big difference between being a consumer of a blog, especially a blog that's offers ideas and tips and things like that. And being the writer of it and that being the writer of it, you have to keep coming up. You can't do the same thing over and over for years because people, well, first of all, it would become very boring. Yes. <laughs> but you have to be a little inventive. So you're always going to take risks that maybe other people wouldn't take, but that's your job is to take those risks and then show them so that maybe in six months, if the harness look really takes off and they're thinking, how can I wear Why a harness? so skeptical, Megan? <laughs> well, I sound skeptical. You're like, about the harness? harness look takes off. <laughs> well, I mean, if it takes off in a way that most people would find accessible, I guess, you know, yeah, I mean, totally. we all know there's going to be things that are going to be a flash in the pan. Totally. And maybe not everyone's going to invest in that, but that doesn't mean there's not value in kind of taking a look at it through your perspective and uh, trying it out. That was and very, well thing, very thank well you. Said. And I, I didn't even rehearse it. It just wow. came to my mind. Um, <laughs> and the other thing I guess is, is style does change, right? And evolves. And I guess I feel like we can just be ourselves and you obviously can speak to this more. You've been doing this for a long time, but like we can be ourselves and we can still try new things and like take little risks. Absolutely. Well, you know, and I find that my style evolves depending on the season, depending on my mood. Um, actually, were you ever a gossip girl fan? No, I never got into that one. I'm totally outing myself as this like huge gossip girl fan, but there was, I think you're alone. Okay, good. (laughs) Maybe alone in uh, our age group. (laughs) That's okay. Um, but there was this character, Blair Waldorf and she, whatever she was about to do, she would dress the part. So like to the point where if she was going to go spy on her boyfriend, she would dress like a spy. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I know. (laughs) And like, there was something about that that I totally identified with. I was like, you know, I kind, I kind of do that to a certain extent. Like, you know, you are who you are and maybe there's a core part of your style, but like sort of dressing the role is definitely something I can appreciate. So yeah, I mean, don't you dress differently in the winter? Like don't, isn't it a little bit darker, cozier? Yeah. Well that, and sometimes something that popped into my head, and I think you might've mentioned this when we were talking before we started recording was that sometimes I'll just have one piece that completely changes the way I dress for like an entire season. So this year for Christmas, um, John got me a coat that looked kind of very like British guy driving down the highway in his <laughs> convertible. So it was like, um, like a tweed or like herringbone, you know, gray yeah. body. And then the sleeves were quilted leather Ooh, and it was very see. form fitting. And every time I put it on, I felt kind of very like sleek and not, 
manly style. It was just a completely different thing. And I would find myself kind of dressing for the coat because I love the coat so much. Yes. So sometimes I think that that happens too. Yeah, definitely. And I find I dress differently on vacation sometimes, depending on where we're going. And yeah, I so like go into more detail about that for sure. Well, you know, we went to Puerto Rico and, and I had been wearing, I mean, I think I may have worn all black almost every day this winter, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> And then we go to Puerto Rico for spring break, and it was like, you know, bright pinks and neon orange. And, I mean, these are colors that do not grace my body typically. But, you know, I loved it. And I take yeah. more style risks on vacation. Maybe well, crop tops that are a little shorter than I would normally be comfortable, you know, walk and rain to school in kind of thing. Right. So... Well, and because you aren't around people that you're going to see and everyone's on vacation. So everyone's trying something a little new on. Yes. And a little new out. Yeah. But, but you know, I was thinking of our conversation um, from the last, from episode two, where we were talking about kind of jazzing up a, a sundress even. And, you know, I live in sundresses from June through August. I wear them almost, I think I own two pairs of shorts. So the rest of the time I'm wearing sundresses. Um, and that's... I guess that's my style. That's like my uniform. But even within that, if I was trying to like come up with unique ways to wear it every day, at some point I'd have to try something new, right? <laughs> it's just like what we talked about. I mean, you can have a basic look or a basic shape or a basic item that you reach for again and again. But, you know, maybe you throw a motorcycle jacket on with it or I don't know, a harness over it. I still can't. I got to see. <laughs> I have to see a harness so that I, I know what I'm you, talking about. I feel like you, you could safely Google free people harness. <laughs> Oh, free people harness. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. think that's a safe Google. It should okay. be. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll see about that when it comes up in a second here. Um, oh, okay. There we go. Yeah, this is cute. Thank you. I mean, well, the one I'm looking at looks almost like jewelry. It's free oh, people. Sure. Yeah, um, there's also like, um, have you seen the body chains? They look really great. I mean, Actually, that's what this looks like. Yeah, they look really amazing over like a little sundress. Um, mine is leather, so it's a little okay. bit more hardcore looking, but it's still, I mean, I don't know. I, I was picturing like this very like large utilitarian looking. I mean, I was literally picturing kind of suspenders, I have to tell you. This is not. <laughs> well, mine, mine is a little more suspendery. Mine's a little okay. more, yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm seeing a lot. Oh, yeah, okay, so now I see another one that looks, this one almost looks like something that you would have a parachute attached to. There we go. And I don't, I don't mean that in a bad way. It's cute. Yeah. So, but I could see Just why if, you know, you know, yeah. I mean, I think when I found your blog and that was probably three or four years ago, you were, do you, first of all, your hair was a lot longer. Yes. <laughs> so you had like a very different kind of overall look. Um, yes. And I think we talked about that. Like hair makes a big difference. Hair makes, I, I have found in the last two years um, that losing my hair changed everything in terms of how I looked and short hair I find is really really tough to dress around interesting okay I I just um and it, it's all about our own personal biases right and I yeah. feel like my my enemy for sh you know short hair is either an old lady bouffant or man hair <laughs> That's my, those are my enemies Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, you have to describe man hair. Well, you know, like, 
like like your haircut looks like a dude's haircut. Is that what you're yeah, like okay. yeah. yeah. I mean, because Megan, mine was super short. Well, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 So, so, um, so I found that a lot of my like go to pieces, like button down shirts, weren't doing much for me, you know, unless they were softened in some way. And so, um, I mean, I had to change my makeup. I had to change how I was dressing. I mean, it was it was a big. It was a big shift. So I guess yeah. it's, I guess at some level, I guess I can under, I can appreciate why some people are like, your style has changed because I'm sure, I mean, there, it has. It has. Yeah. Well, yeah. I can't help it. And, and I agree about the hair. So my hair is very short again and it's been kind of, it's been short for years, but it's gone between real short and sort of medium, like we talked about on, on the show last time. Um, and when it was medium, I felt like I could get away with a lot of different kinds of styles because it the hair I could kind of make the hair a little more feminine or less yeah. depending on what I was wearing. But when Absolutely. it's really short like it is now, it's just a, it's a pixie. I mean, like, and I can kind of spike it and make it kind of rockery, but right. it's still kind of stark. Yes. And I have this um, almost like a sweatshirt cardigan jackety thing that I got at oh gosh where did I get it? I'm wearing it right now. Express. Um, and when I bought it, I liked it because it's a little it's more structured. It looks more like a jacket, but it's made from sweatshirt material. Oh, like a blazer, I mean. Um, yes. And I liked it a lot when I first got it. That was when my hair was longer. And then now, since I've cut my hair, I don't like it anymore. I feel very, like, 80s, like yes. that 80s, like, work menswear look. Yes. <laughs> um, and you can probably, in your head, picture the model who had the super short hair wearing it, and it was very androgynous looking, and I just feel too androgynous in it. It's just not – so I don't, I don't think I'm going to wear it anymore. For well, now. and I had, I had this, like, flirty little mini dress had like kind of like a floofy skirt and like happy happy and it looked fantastic with my really long hair um it even looks good with my wigs when I was going through yeah and stuff <laughs> and then you know I got you know the the hair started growing back and it was in this pixie and I put this dress on and it was awful I looked like silly. um like I was playing dress up it's like the hair short hair is such a look and yes. it was the exact opposite look of what the dress was that you just sort of like, it like hurt, your, hurt my eyeballs. <laughs> to look at it. It's confusing. <laughs> it was like, I don't know where to look. What's going on? <laughs> I have, um, I have a few headbands that I will wear. My, when my hair was longer, I never wore the headbands, but when it's really short like this, I sometimes will wear them and they've got like a little flower or something floofy on them. And they're kind of ridiculous and silly, but when I put them on, it really does give this, if I'm just tired of looking at myself with this really short haircut, <laughs> <laughs> which I do get eventually or, you know, every now and then oh, I'll yeah. put a headband on and it's like, Oh, now I'm a girl again. Yes. It's weird. Yeah. But it For really me, does make it. Like I would oh, wear okay. eyeliner all the ding dong day because it made me feel a little bit more feminine and short hair. I think the earrings that you wear make a huge difference too. Oh, see, that's funny. I couldn't wear earrings with short hair. Cause I felt like I was like one of those gypsy women. <laughs> oh, <laughs> funny yeah I wear them all the time but like if I wear a long dangly earring that's complete like a completely different look yeah than if I wear a stud I mean it's just totally so I think you're right short hair is a very sensitive thing to work around and certainly that probably changed some of your style the other thing is I mean you have new boobs I do maybe that did that change your style at all oh gosh um it it had to right I mean right although you know what I think with the I mean, I guess it has, but I think with the boob thing too, like my, I used to be, before I had kids, I think I was like barely an A cup. Mm-hmm. And then after, 
I had rain. I mean, I don't know. You soar up to what? Double D or right. something ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. And then, and so then I got you, and then I nursed, and then I got pregnant, and then I nursed, and then I got cancer. Yeah. And so it was all right. just sort of like large breasts in that period. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So Multi-sized, like, <laughs> large breasts. Yeah. Exactly. So that, I remember it being, the boob thing was a bigger transition after rain was born than it was after breast cancer. I mean, the thing that's nice yeah. is that I don't ever need a bra again. <laughs> so, yeah. That makes but, a difference. Um, but, you know, and it's funny that you were just, when you were just saying that, I was just thinking how when you're in, and I'm sure lots of people listening are still there, when you're nursing everything revolves around your boobs. Like it's all you can think about because you either <laughs> have to true. like, you either have to have access to them or yeah. they're a different size than they were like a month ago. Or each one is a different size. <laughs> or each one's a different size. You're always having to worry about like what bra you're going to wear because then, you know, sometimes if they're, if you're like early nursing and they're that huge, like very uh-huh. firm time, that's what you can wear dress differently than when they kind of go back to the nursing toddler phase and they're like... Nice much droopier. It's just a totally, so you are, you do become a little bit breast obsessed. And one thing I remember being very challenging with my first and second, this wasn't with the other kids. It wasn't a big deal. Um, was leaking and those oh. terrible pads oh, gosh, that man. you can totally see through any bra. You know? <laughs> so especially any nursing bra, I found that there was some like more padded, nice bras that I didn't need to worry about. I could just put the pad in. You couldn't see it through. Yeah. But you know, you know what I'm talking about. You could see like the circle. Yes, I do. Your clothes. I do. It's funny. One thing that has stayed the same since I was, gosh, in high school is I've always felt better if I'm wearing lingerie that's pretty. Mm -hmm. So part of my style, and it's funny because I have kind of a tomboy style at times, but one thing that is always, I've always preferred to be a little bit feminine is like a pretty bra. And uh, I think even when I was nursing, it made such a difference. You were lucky that you started having kids in a time when the lingerie options had gotten right. pretty good. Right. Right. Uh, not so much when I had my first and second. I mean, it was like you would go to the store and there were the boxes of nursing bras and there was white, you know, nude and black. And the, even when they were lace and like tried to be pretty, they were just awful. They were, <laughs> they were awful. awful. So I gave up on them really early. I just, yeah. I just knew I would ruin a, a real bra. After a few months, because I would lift it up or pull it down or whatever. Oh, gotcha. Um, yeah. So I didn't, I didn't even bother after a while. I was like, I can't, I can't <laughs> do this anymore. So, but I guess, you know, going back to your readers and people listening who are feeling like maybe your style has changed in a way that they can't keep up with or they don't want to change in that way. I mean, what is the overall takeaway here? Is it that we should all be evolving? Is it that, um, just because you dress a certain way one day, maybe they can just take something from that. I don't know, Shana. Lead me through this. Okay. So I think there's a couple of things that I want to talk about here because um, it's tricky, right? Like I don't like – part of me wants to just be like, you know what? Be true to who you are. Stay true to your style. And if it's really well-defined, like that's great. Um, but then I, I think of um, some women that I've met who, you know, their heyday was in the 80s. Yeah. And yeah. – and let's ignore for the moment that the 80s trends are coming back. Um, but like, you know, I was working with them, you know, in the 90s when everybody's in like our cute little bootcut jeans. And I remember feeling like they just felt so dated because they still had the sort of like curly permed mullety hair and, you know, the, the pants that were the pleated pants that, you know, tapered at the bottoms. 
Yep. And which are now back in, but, um, you know, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, like off the shoulder sweatshirts when, you know, we weren't really doing that and, and they just had this look that was so dated and not on purpose and not on purpose, not intentional. And I guess that's what it is. And so I yeah. think there's like a natural sort of like shifting that has to be done in order to stay current or modern yeah. or, or, a shift. or even to, even to look like you thought about it. That's, right. Right. Like, you know, sh- yes. Yeah. Cause I don't think any of these women wanted to look older than right. they were. You know what I mean? Um, so, so I think it, there's gotta be some level of open-mindedness when, when there's new trends and new silhouettes that come out. Cause what I've, what I think happens is like a, a new silhouette will come out and we've talked about rompers before, like whether it's rompers or, you know, when we went from bootcut jeans to skinny jeans. Um, and, and there's some sort of breaking in time period when you just have to get used to seeing that silhouette. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know what a better example is the belted at the waist thing. Yeah. Okay. So that came in, I want to say what, seven, eight years ago, something like yeah. that. Yes. And it was like such thing like there were early adopters and then there were people Mm -hmm. who loved it and then there were other people who were like I can never do that and so I remember working with because I was doing some styling at the time and I was working with um and people and some some of the things that we were doing was taking the belt and putting it around um like the blazers do you remember that you like you'd have your blazer on and then you'd belt it over several sometimes several belts yeah 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 we're doing all kinds of stuff like that and um and people were really polarized on this topic of belts and um and then it sort of like gained momentum and everybody kind of got used to the silhouette and then it became, you know, more and more. Now you don't even think about it anymore. Yeah, now you don't even think about it. So, um, and now fit and flare dresses are like the, you know, the silhouette, um, you know, which, which lends itself to a belt very easily. And so, but, but that's an example of how thing like the silhouette itself shifted and it took a lot of us a long time to sort of get used to what that looked like. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I cannot tell you the number of people who were like, um, belting at the waist makes my butt look big. <laughs> you're like wait what 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 and now we have we as we've discussed everybody wants a big butt so it's well, not right. even a down it's not even a negative anymore <laughs> <laughs> well you know what it you know what i thought of when you were describing the 90s and i think i'm assuming most people who read your blog are probably in our age range you know kind of came of age in the 90s ish sure and we're young adults in the 2000s and you know now we're whatever yeah. Now we're whatever we are. Now we're whatever. Um, well, I, I, I was, you know, I kind of went through this phase one day where I was sitting in a restaurant. This was about five years ago. And I looked around and I thought, oh my gosh, like, I'm not the young, young anymore. I'm not even the old, young. I'm like the young, old. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> but you know what I mean? There's like a, like a little transition where you go from being like young to being like on the older side of the young crowd to being now sort of like on the younger side of whatever's next. That's what I'm getting at. I'm not saying I'm old. I'm just saying it's just like, it's a subtle little shift. Um, anyway, to my major, my point is, I think that there's like, I describe it as like a sonar that really young people somehow can just pick up on. And it's almost like maybe they're just so immersed in like youth culture or they're all reading the same stuff or they're all hanging out. I don't even know what it is. Again, I, I can't tap it quite anymore as easily as I once could. <laughs> And I think that's where I think in your 30s, it becomes very easy not even to notice the changes that are going on around you and like 
go with them. It's to your point, like the 80s hair in the 90s, to you it was so obvious because you were, you know, in your teens. Yes. Am I making any sense? You're looking at no. this and going like, like what? I mean, come on, you guys. It's the 90s. Like we're all we're all wearing bootcut jeans. We're our flares. We're all doing this and that. And to the women who were maybe a little older and just weren't picking up on that stuff as fast. Right. So that I think can be – that's where the danger is of not being open to change because – even five years ago, I mean, something that wasn't even really quite adopted yet is now firmly adopted. So if you're still looking back at what, you know, what you were wearing three or four or five years ago, there's entire things you're missing. Yes. Yes. I like this point. Um, cause too, I, I, I think what ends up happening, um, is that where, where were we? We were somewhere. Um, where we happened to be, maybe gosh, Mike and I were just at the bar and we were surrounded by, I think, they were college students. But, I mean, Megan, to be honest, they looked – I mean, they may as well have been 12. Right. They you know like what I mean? So I don't know. necessarily – like, <laughs> I just feel like – you know, I still feel like Mike and I are, like, the cool young people in the bar. But, like <laughs> – Then you look around, you're like, wait a second. <laughs> Let the 12-year-olds in. You know, so, like, I, I, can, I can see what you're saying because you don't – like, you don't necessarily see yourself as um, part of this young crowd necessarily because they're – like so much younger now. <laughs> they're, they're infants. I know. Yes. So, and I can't, I completely can't gauge anyone's age now under the age of 30. They might as, like you said, they might as well all be like babies. I mean, I, are you a teenager? Are you 25? I can't tell. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. I, I'm always surprised. Someone will be like, yes, I'm 27. And I'm like, really? Right. You were like 16. Because <laughs> yeah. I look like I'm 27, right? right. Of course you do. Yeah. Right. So, so yes. Yeah. I, like so, and it, I, I just think that there's like a way, there is just like a, a, a youthful thing. And I'm not, I mean, again, I'm not calling myself old. I don't do that. That's silly. And I don't think, no, that, I agree. I don't think that it means anything, you know, your age means anything about the way you dress or anything like that. But I just think that there's, when you start having kids and you really get into your adult life, you just start to lose touch with that ease of knowing what's in. They all know it without even having to think about it. It's well, just all- like, it's a shift. Yeah. Yeah, they're all just doing their thing. Right. Um, but that said, I don't think, you know, I don't think we need to be adopting every sort of new trend that comes along. No, me um, And so, so I think, I think one of the, the key points here is to sort of, I think the best thing to do is really know, um, know who you are and what your style fundamentally is. I mean, because your style is not, you don't describe your style by saying it's acid wash jeans and leg warmers. You know, that's not. <laughs> Wait a second. You don't? It's not Uh-oh. a descriptor of style. You know, but you, you can, um, but like knowing like what thing, what kinds of things you're attracted to, whether um, you're attracted to things that um, invoke feelings of coziness or comfort or whether you're attracted to things that invoke feelings of, you know, modern and sleek. Um, and then translating your own personal style into something that's a little bit more current, I I think is the key. Yeah. So, okay, then let's, let's get down to brass tacks here. What are, what are some, if someone's looking at your site and they're like, Oh, there she is with that, you know, biker chick look again. Because <laughs> you know that's what everyone's thinking. Um, 
but then, but a little part of them is maybe like, ooh, maybe, I mean, is that not for me or is there a way I can kind of do that? But I don't, I can't do it the way she's pulling it off. And I think that's another thing. A lot of us look, we put people in their niches on pedestals. And so we look at someone who's a designer or a uh, design blogger and we think, well, I could never have a living room that looks like that. So this isn't for me. Or we look at you and we're like this style blogger. I can't pull that look off. So I'm not going to bother. But there's always a middle ground and there's always like a little baby step you can take. So what baby step? Yeah. That, I, yeah. I love this. Um, so, all right. So, so do you want me to answer the question? Like, like truly exactly this question or more like in general? Cause well, I, I'm, think it's, I'm a, I think it's more of a philosophical question, but if you have specifics, you know, people like specifics well, too. You know, I'm going to answer it specifically because I think we can generalize from there. Like, I think it's sometimes helpful to give specifics. I don't know. Um, so, for example, like if you were looking at, because there, um, there was one um, article where I think I was wearing my leather biker jacket over a striped shirt with some like ripped black skinny jeans. And, you know, I had my dark eyeliner on. And, um, and I think you got a reader question about this, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. She was complaining that I had changed too much. And that was the exact specific that she said, uh-uh. Right. Not me. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, and so I, I, I think there's, um, there's a couple things. Like if you're looking at that and you're like, ooh, I'd love my style to be a little more edgy, but that is too much. Um, I think incorporating just pieces of that um, are fun. In fact, like if your style is really naturally very preppy or bright, adding nothing but dark eyeliner is kind of a fun offset for a really preppy outfit. Mm -hmm. Or if your style is very like romantic and flirty and feminine, adding a leather biker jacket, real or faux, to like a girly dress is like a really nice counterpoint. Yeah. Um, and then it is funny because what I was trying the the outfit that you know was um was so upsetting <laughs> or, or whatever. <laughs> um, it's funny because I was wearing like a, a, a striped silk tank top from J. Crew. And I was kind of chuckling because, I mean, truly there is no preppier piece than a striped silk tank top from J. Crew. So, right, right. So, so it's, 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 about incorporating, um, it's about incorporating elements um, into to your existing look and always looking for just like the little things that you can do. You know, and I don't right. think any style blogger expects someone to copy their look or their outfit exactly. Um, but just merely, like as you pointed out before, just to sort of like offer a different perspective, maybe something a little more risky to think about. Um, well, and it's and in that particular email, that reader email or listener email, I guess, um, it was she linked to the motorcycle jacket as yeah. that outfit as one that she did not identify with. <clears throat> and then when the one that she did identify with was several years old. Your hair was a lot longer. And I want to say you were wearing like a long floral, not a long floral dress, maybe like a sundress or something I was wearing like a floral silk blouse and some okay, like long slim shorts yep and some but I feel like heels. that's I feel like like you to your point you could wear the shorts with a striped top you could wear the whole get up with different makeup or a different jacket I mean I don't think you it has to be so so polarized one or the other yes or so stark exactly, exactly. um because, you know, as, as much as I like to, you know, try on, you know, different sort of styles and um, take risks, at the end of the day, like, I'm, you're still sort of the same person. There's still a right. common thread running through everything that I wear. And in, in we got to load these pictures up so people can see. But um, yeah, absolutely. In, 
in the picture she liked, I was wearing, you know, long slim shorts that were hacked off at the knee with like a real tomboy kind of vibe and like a feminine blouse. And I liked that sort of like, I mean, I'm, I'm always wearing cutoff shorts with something. Um, I like that sort of, you know, the balance between like the feminine and the, the tomboyish. And, um, and yeah, and that, that to me is, is the same sort of core as the outfit she didn't like, which was the, you know, the preppy striped shirt with the, the leather jacket and ripped jeans. Um, you know, and, and, and to be totally fair, I mean, it, it's, it's hard to compare. Like we were taking a picture from several years ago. It was like pre-cancer on a gorgeous summer day. And I mean, my God, I think I had like some cotton candy in my hand. Like you can't get like <laughs> a happier, happier shot. Yeah. And the article, well, yeah. the black leather jacket, I think I had even said like in the article, like we were house hunting and it wasn't going well that day. <laughs> you know I mean? Right. Like, glowering at the camera. So I mean, there's like a natural sort of like, element of like, well, life just sort of happens that, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's, um, <clears throat> that's another thing I was going to say. It was pretty obvious in the one that that is something you might wear on a summer day while out walking on the beach with your family or strolling around downtown or at the festival or whatever. Right. And the other one was a very different interpretation on that same basic mix. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah. Oh, gosh. It yeah. was just, it was stylized. And I guess that's something that I think when you're when you're consuming something, whether it's like Martha Stewart living or <laughs> the mom edit or I'm so you know glad you made that comparison, Megan. Wow. Hey, you know, I'm just saying, or like my blog or whatever. <laughs> it's you look at it and you see this is someone's kind of creative interpretation of what this look or this piece or this outfit looks and feels like today, you know. Yep. On yep. this on this particular person. And if if that reader put that exact same outfit on, she wouldn't look the same way you do in it anyway. Right. Even right. if it was the exact, exact same outfit. It's just, yeah, I don't know. It's tricky. It's tricky because, and I'm not to get into a big philosophical conversation about blogging and art and, you know, um, what do oh. they call it? Aspirational, <laughs> aspirational right. readership, which is a lot of what, when we're looking at lifestyle blogs and lifestyle magazines, a lot of it's aspirational. We're not going to do exactly what the person in the picture does. That's not right. the point. You right. know, right? Um, but but at the same time, we want to be honest about our lives. It's tricky. It's like a really tricky. I'm not, I'm not trying to make this like a blogger, you know, boohoo session, but it is tricky because you want to inspire people and be like really accessible and, and take people by the hand and say you can do this too. At the same time as you're trying to come out with new content and be and push the envelope a little bit and be interesting to look at. Yeah, it's really hard to find that balance. And I, I feel like I'm always walking the fine line between, um, offering up inspiration and being super obnoxious about like, let me learn you some style readers, you know, like I don't, yeah. I don't want to ever come across as being like, okay, well I, I am the style authority and this is what I say to do, yeah. um, versus I, but I'm, I'm realizing, so I've kind of gone the other way, like just throw it out there. Like, Hey, inspiration, take it or leave it. Totally fine. You know, we're all just, here, helping each other out if we can, kind of a thing. Um, mm-hmm. But what I'm finding is that um, the readers, um, at least the reader complaints that I've been getting, um, I'm wondering if maybe I haven't done a good enough job of breaking down what can be at times those sort of subtle style tricks. Okay, yeah. You know, yeah. You know what I mean? And so that that's something I've been thinking about quite a bit. Um, and just, um, like I said, I never want to go down the path of like, let me tell you how it's done. 
But at the same time, I, I, I think I could probably start doing a better job of saying, okay, here's, here's why I put these pieces together. Here's what I was thinking. Here's how to recreate. And um, I do think that's something that's often missing with fashion blogs. And I think that's, um, if you're not a huge fashion person, I think, um, and I'm thinking of my mom, my mom like will look at an outfit and I'm like, mom, this outfit, like I will hand pick it. Like mom, this outfit, like recreate this. And she'll be like, oh, I can't, I can't do that. Like, you know, cause she'll have, (laughs) she'll see one small thing that's wrong. And then it's like the whole thing's, you know, tossed out the window. And so then I'll have to break it down. Like, okay, well, yeah, but you know, it's, it's preppy like this, but it has this kind of a twist. And then she'll sort of start to get it when I put it together in her own closet. And so I think yeah, so, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So I, I, you know, back to your point where you look at it, you know, a designer living room and you're like, yeah, I'm never going to get there, which is, which is what I do when I look at designer living rooms. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, because you're not living it day in and day out, just like the average person reading your blog isn't thinking about style all day. They, they just want to, I really think that having some, having it broken down a little bit would be super helpful because, um, because if you're not dis- like dissecting pictures in that way or looks that you see, because you just yeah. don't really quite understand what the person is trying to do, you're right. never going to be able to make your, create your own version of it because you won't understand the foundation of what's going on. Yeah. You know? like, I like that. I like that. So I think what would be really interesting is if you took those two pictures that we're talking about, the one from three or four years ago, the floral um, one with the shorts, mm-hmm. and then the, the biker jacket, to put those side by side and, I don't know, draw all over them or something and just point out to you what makes those similar. Because I bet most people, the average Jane, would look at that and totally not see any similarity. But maybe if you understand where you're coming from and why both of those looks are Shayna. Oh, you know? interesting. I, yeah, I like that idea. I like that idea could be interesting yeah but yeah I just think I don't know I think for myself as someone who's never been particularly adventurous when it comes to style and I'm finding that I'm getting more and more so um I appreciate when people take risks but sometimes I do think I need it broken down for me a little bit more not saying more than what you do just broken down more than just looking at it yeah yeah that's that's good feedback and I I think the other thing that has really changed too in the last decade or so is that um, like before getting dressed, I mean, it was almost always about a cute top. Like oh, mm-hmm. people would go nuts. Like I have, you know, I need to buy this cute top or this cute top. And so it was like you put on a cute top and you put on some pants and you were sort of done. And I had not thought about that. But you remember like when black pants were like all anyone wore? Yes. Yes. <laughs> black exactly. pants and a cute top. That's all you wore clubbing. That's all you wore out ever. Right. Right. So it was almost like fashion, like whether someone had good style or not, was almost completely dependent on their ability to pick out a cute shirt. You know? <laughs> like, wow. Yep. And that was it. Like that was kind of it. And so now um, we've come so such a long way from that. I mean, it's, it's about proportion play. It's about layering in unique, interesting ways. It's about footwear in, in a way that I swear has never been seen before. You know, so that's an exaggeration. I mean, I guess in the 60s, the mod 60s with the go-go boots and stuff, it was mm-hmm. about footwear too. But but you know what I mean? Um, yeah. So. Well, and I feel like I used to, and I mean, again, this is maybe just because I have, because I wasn't particularly adventurous, but I feel like 15 years ago, I bought shoes to go with outfits, not to make an outfit. You know, it's, it's, right. it was just a very different way of purchasing 
Well, and you're so right about the ties. Right. 15 years ago, the smart thing to do was to buy a pair of brown shoes and a pair of black shoes. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah, and, that yeah. was, and those were your shoes. And now it's like, you know, it's patterns and colors and shapes and heel heights and all kinds of stuff. It's a so whole it's freeing. Different... It's freeing, but it's overwhelming. Exactly right. Exactly right. And so navigating through those tricky waters is it's tough. And so I think I think when you're looking at um, style bloggers or celebrities or, you know, magazine articles about style, um, learning how to do this translation for yourself is um, will make you, you know, more successful overall. And I define success um, by, you know, if you can create outfits that make you feel really, really good. I mean, that to me is success. I love that. And I think that's a good place for us to end. <laughs> we, we can't, unless you have something else to say, I just don't think we can sum it up any better yeah. than that. Um, this will go up, um, this post or this podcast will go up this week. So you probably won't have a chance to write about any of the stuff we've talked about on your blog for a while, but definitely keep checking out the mom edit. If you're listening to this and aren't already a reader of Shana's blog, because Maybe you can address some of this stuff and it'll be, I think it'll be interesting and probably make for some interesting discussion. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. I mean, I don't know. We're trying, guys. We're trying. We're trying here. We're trying. <laughs> I also wanted to mention, I, I forgot to do this at the beginning, that the Style Hour was listed um, under iTunes New and Noteworthy podcast. Oh, did we talk about that already? No, we didn't because no, it wasn't no. last time we did one. So we were listed under New and Noteworthy, which is really exciting and a big deal, especially because we've. this is only our third show. Um you can't work that system. There's no, I didn't rub, you know, I didn't shake anyone's hand or grease any palms or whatever the saying is. <laughs> the only way you get on that list is if somebody listens to your podcast from iTunes and likes it. So that's, cool. that's a big deal. It's really cool. Wow. Um, yeah, I know. So yay. Thank you, Thanks, everybody. <laughs> if you were on Stitcher now, I know that was a question that was, um, people were asking. We are on Stitcher because people are very, um, very loyal to Stitcher. So if you've just been listening in your browser, waiting for us to get on Stitcher, we're there. We're on a couple different platforms. And if you could leave us a rating or review at any place where you happen to listen, that would be very appreciated. And it helps us get higher in the rankings because the more people leave a rating or review, the, you know, the higher up iTunes puts us in their list, which means more people listen and we can keep doing this more, more longer. No, we can keep doing this longer. <laughs> and maybe at some, at some point more frequently. So we're, we have a lot of, we have a lot of ideas and we're really excited about the future. Definitely. Definitely. All right, Shana. Well, thanks so much for uh, showing up with me again this week. And everybody will be back in a couple of weeks with another episode of the Style Hour. Thanks, Megan. Always a pleasure. <laughs>